everyone, and welcome to another episode of 1923 Main Street. Home of the Disney Travel Podcast with the latest Disney travel news. We are your hosts. I am Mike Bellobratic. And I'm Amelia Bellobratic. And today, new Disney World ticket pricing, Disney Cruise Line acquisitions, and more. Yeah, this ticket pricing has been sort of the top story recently, but really, it doesn't affect the Disney traveler, I don't think, at all. And that is because it is only for single-day, one-day tickets. So most, that, I, I'm going to go on a limb. That's for one day? Yeah, I'm going to, that's I for, that was a week pass. No, those are daily passes. So Disney announced that starting December 8th, they're going to introduce park-specific pricing. It's sort of like surge pricing, right? So certain parks will cost more. Oh, Disney's becoming Ticketmaster. And so each park, basically each park has its own pricing schedule. There, It's not all the same anymore. But this only applies right now to one day, one park tickets. So basically, if you're walking up to go to a park on a certain day. Well, you can't really walk. Yeah. I was... You can't walk up anymore. <laughs> Um, so if you're planning six months in advance to go to one park on a certain day. Yeah, this is it's for a bit you. Of a pain, but most Disney travelers will buy a you know five day pass or something. This doesn't affect that at all. So if nothing changes, if you buy multi day tickets, you still have to do your park pass reservations the same way you are now. But if you're a local or if you're visiting somewhere else in Florida and you just want to go to a Disney park for one day, this will affect you. And so what they're doing is they have pricing ranges for each park. I guess the only good part that they had to figure out was if you buy a certain park that day, it will automatically give you a park reservation. So you don't have to go check. Can I get in? Can I? So basically, I'm assuming that if it's available to buy, that means the park pass is, in, is also available because well, they're bundling it. So yeah, you don't I, have to go book a park. I would think if you bought a pass for a certain park, that park would have availability so you'd think that would be a correlation but and then also there are there's going to be new pricing that they haven't announced yet for park hopper and park hopper plus if you want an add-on for those days but then that would be buying two parks so i don't understand how this is going to you know let's just take a step back here and say for 45 years we had no problems virtually except busy periods during christmas and look at the one day prices like, what the heck are they, they, ever since they started tinkering with the co- stuff for COVID that made sense, park pass for COVID. Now, it's just a gigantic mess and it's getting worse. Okay, now it's a way for Disney to make more money. Yeah, but it's so confusing. They could just raise prices <laughs> before. They don't, it's like ridiculous. Like it's. Yeah, but they want to raise prices without you knowing they raise prices. Yeah. But well, we know Disney. We've anyway, noticed. so this is really, don't worry about the new pricing news. The bottom line is, yeah, don't worry about the new pricing news unless you're buying a one-day ticket. If you're going on a vacation, you're buying five days. It's whatever we've been doing for the last couple of years now. And they have annual pass pricing increases too, but they're not selling annual passes. So they might soon, the Disneyland, as you know, you may have heard, they started reselling them <laughs> like it lasted a day and then they stopped. They're all sold out again. Okay, so, so fingers crossed Disney World starts it and we get on that computer. Yeah, but it'll be, you know, so I don't know. I'm just ignoring this pricing because it's a moot point. They're not for sale. It's not renewal pricing either. It's just... I mean, they are the, for sale. It's just they're sold out. They're, everyone wants they're them raising back. the Yeah, but we never had a problem with passes selling out. We never had a problem with going to parks. We never had a problem with anything ever except Christmas week, which was understandable. Okay, here's my question. Are parks still at limited capacity? Who knows, right? Because if Who so, knows? 
Why? Because no other COVID rules I are in effect. I think they say they are, but are they really? And I if don't not, think so. then where's the problem? Like, are just that many more people coming to Disney than they were pre-COVID? They've created their own problems. Because I don't understand how every single park is like selling out unless it's Christmas. Yeah. So I, I don't. I really don't understand. So you can ignore this pricing. <laughs> and anyway, they're roughly the same. Like, do you want to go through the quick range of what the, each park costs? Yeah. So Animal Kingdom ranges from 109 to 159, which is pretty much the same range as today, I think. And uh, Hollywood Studios is 124 to 179. And Epcot is 114 to 179. And Magic Kingdom, being the most expensive as always, is 124 to 189. And 189 will likely be christmas to new year's around that time. yeah so if you're planning on doing a one i don't even know if you can get one some of those days might even be sold out already. i'm sure they are i so, don't know who would anyway so that's what the whole pricing story is about it really affects since we speak to disney travelers typically who are going on vacation for a week or five days or a weekend or whatever it is this will not apply to you generally all right Another thing they've done, another change, has to do with Disney dining. This one's not bad. It, you know, we never do this, but hey, it gives you some flexibility. So Disney has now added a same-day cancellation policy, and you can cancel dining reservations up to two hours before your meal without being charged the cancellation fee that yeah, they used to. So have. that's pretty good. That's pretty good, actually. I like that. And you can do it through either the My Disney Experience app or on the website at DisneyWorld.com. You have to do it two hours at least before, and they won't that, cancel you. Two hours is yeah, two hours is pretty good. Yeah, I think right? you'll know within two hours if you're not gonna. So uh, this is a tip here. This gives you even more reason now to do last minute checks for that really hard reservation you can't get. We always just keep checking when we're on site, and we get them a lot. There's going to be even more of them now because it, last yeah. minute cancellations. So within that two hour window, especially start checking the app to see if you can get into that restaurant you couldn't get into however there are some exceptions this does not apply for all yes there are a few that do it differently and will continue to do it differently mostly the ones i want to go to but anyways this does not apply to the hoop-de-doo review uh victoria and alberts and also monsieur paul and each of these will have their own cancellation policy yeah they all have their own dining cancellation policies and if you don't do it you know what the price is really not bad if you miss your cancellation they're going to charge you 10 bucks per person yeah you know what that's less than i I mean it's money you could spend on something else but it's not like they're charging you $250 or whatever the bill would have been. All right. So that's the cancellation policy. So you can, the the moral for me here is, hey, check those, (laughs) check dining two hours before. If you, you you know, hey, can we get into Cinderella's Royal Table or wherever you want to go? No, because you just might be able to. Disney Cruise Line bought a half-built ship. So Disney will be working with the Meyer Werft Shipbuilding Company to complete the cruise ship. And it was previously known as the Global Dream in Germany. And the ship will be renamed under Disney's Imagineers. Yeah, I guess they can't use Disney Dream because that already exists. Yeah. So that's sort of interesting. They got a good deal on a ship that was half built. So they just have to Disneyfy it. This is cool because it's going to stay, I'm assuming, in Europe or somewhere overseas. It will not have uh, North America as a base. So they're going to now start doing Disney cruises out of Europe, which is pretty cool. I think this will open in 2025. Yeah, 2025. Not too far off, actually. So that's pretty good. 
Mickey's Toontown Disneyland Park, we now have a date. Yes, it we is said set, the new year. It is set to reopen on March 8th of 2023, so right around spring break. If you're lucky and have a little bit of a later one, you'll probably be able to stop by. There is some pretty cool new stuff there. Dis- uh, Goofy. Goofy's How to Play Yard is a sound garden where kids can discover new ways to make noise. <laughs> oh, every parent's dream. <laughs> well, if you're going to do it, do it at Disneyland. True. And, and then there's a new clubhouse there, an elevated clubhouse. And inside there, this one's interesting because I don't know if it's fake or if it's real. And they just have those sort of artist renderings, so it's hard to see. Mm-hmm. An interactive candy-making contraption, because it's goofy. Ooh. It starts outside. It drips honey from a beehive into a chute and colorful drops around, goes through the house. And it says junior candy makers will help Goofy make the candy. So... Um, your kids can take part. Do I count as a junior candy maker? I think you might be able to squeeze in. I think it should be under 18. That's the rule, to be honest. And next, they have Donald's Boat, and that will be urged right uh, at the end of the duck pond of Goofy's area. And they can enjoy like a little splash because it gets very hot. And then also, there is a Chippendales gadget coaster, which is kind of like a barnstorming little thing, a tiny coaster for your tiny helpers. And then lastly, Mickey and Minnie's houses are available for visit because it wouldn't be Toontown without them. And there will be meet and greets there. If yes. you're if they're if you're lucky, they'll be there when you're there. Yes, fingers crossed. All right, let's go back to Walt Disney World for Christmas. We're coming up to our next visit for the holiday season and there are some festive photo pass lenses. Yes, there are new photo pass lenses that are coming out and in front of a Christmas tree at Epcot, Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, and Disney Springs. So pretty much everywhere. Yeah. And And they have both sort of the magic shots, you know, where things appear that you don't see, but also props, you know, like sometimes they give you something to hold. So they're going to have Christmassy stuff like that, holiday festive things. I mean, and if you're not someone who likes to buy yearly branded merch, maybe you take a photo with your merch. It's a lot cheaper and it still marks your visit with a year. And then they'll be, they really will be everywhere. Just keep an eye out. So some of the examples are on the bridge leading from Oasis to Discovery Island at Animal Kingdom, on Hollywood Boulevard and Sunset Boulevard at Hollywood Studios, at all World Celebration locations at Epcot, at the PhotoPass Studios at Disney Springs and Magic Kingdom Park, and the PhotoPass Studio inside Sir Mickey's on Main Street. Well, I wouldn't say, oh, and on Main Street, USA. That makes sense. Because Sir Mickey's technically is behind the castle. Yes, on a very technicality. It is not on Main Street. Yeah, so, and uh, I'm sure there will be plenty more. You know, we always buy Memory Maker. I think it's worth it. I recommend it to people. And even though we don't always use it to the max, it's good to just capture those pictures. Especially if it's a Christmas trip. Yeah. But we buy it all the time. I like it. Yeah, we do. It just makes it easier to get pictures of all of us. Because then they're like good photos and not just, I mean. Usually. It depends on the photographer. Yeah. They're not all equal. And I mean, iPhone cameras are getting a lot better, but still, I think it's it's just a lot quicker. Just scan your magic band and there you go. The next news item, before we get into our foodie guide, as we told you last week, we knew one would come for Epcot Festival of the Holidays, but the next item caused a bit of controversy. It's funny. Yes. So there is a new cake bake shop coming to Disney's Boardwalk in 2023, and this will replace the ESPN Club, and it is a table service restaurant and bakery. Yeah, so they took away the bakery, and they opened the Boardwalk Deli. So a bunch of people were upset. Oh, I can't get my bakery baked goods anymore, although they do have some baked goods there, but in the morning. So now they've announced they're taking away the ESPN Club, which was really underutilized right at the beginning of the Boardwalk, if you're coming from the Yacht and Beach Club area. And they're turning it into a, I don't know how a bakery is going to be a table service. I don't know. I don't understand exactly how it's going to work. Table service baked goods. And then, but there's also takeout. So 
Anyway, it yeah, sounds like understand. you'll still be able to get your morning baguette or whatever it is you want to get yes. from the bakery. So never fear. But then suddenly, everybody's going, oh, you, total Disney people. Listen, we love our crowd here, but <laughs> take something away that you really didn't care about before. And it's, what? ESPN is leaving. Oh, how could you replace? <laughs> but nobody went there. You know it what? It was never that busy when I At went At least by. they're not theming this bakery as some one of their movies. You know what? That's what I take yeah, away from this. Yeah, it is a celebrity chef named, as I recall. So we'll be watching for that. I don't have that in my notes in front of me, but more on the bakery to come. Uh, did they give an opening date? Just 2023. Just 2023. All right. And finally, as we always do, there is a full foodie guide to the International Festival of the Holidays at Epcot. Yes. But we have gone through, I certainly have, and picked out some favorites. So let me just run through those quickly to end the show. But check our show notes, check our blog post, and you will find the complete list of what to find everywhere at Epcot. So... Malikalikimaka, the little Hawaii one near the port of entry. As soon as you come to World Showcase, I recommend the Kalua pork. Kalua, not Kalua the drink, but Kalua, which is a Hawaiian way of cooking the pork with Okinawa sweet potatoes and mango salad. Next on my list, I have from the Canada Yukon Holiday Kitchen, the beef bourguignon with crushed potatoes. Looks great. The beef there is always delicious. Yeah, and also at the Canada Pavilion, the frozen coffee. I'm always interested in trying a frozen beverage because it's not just iced coffee. It's frozen coffee. I thought you were going to go for the Snickers doodle cookie. No, I don't know what that means, and it scares me. It's on the cookie stroll, mm, well, which I'll we talked try. about in I'll have to try episodes. it anyways. Over at Bavaria in Germany. You know, I'm not a big cookie guy, but the Linzer cookie, also on the cookie stroll, looks pretty good. Yeah, it looks like we will just be trying the cookie stroll at this yeah. point, to be honest with you. And then at the Jew Refreshment Outpost, there is a peanut stew with sweet potatoes, mustard greens, and roasted peanuts. It looks pretty good. And hey, it's plant-based and gluten and wheat-free. And I want to go at the same shop, Dole Whip Raspberry, because anything that's not Dole Whip line, I want to try. Yeah, that'd be an interesting flavor, Dole Whip Raspberry. Now, over at the Japan area at the Shiwasu Holiday Kitchen. Now, I don't eat sushi, okay? But... I did this one just on looks. <laughs> There's a sushi tree. Very festive sort of Christmas tree looking. Sushi rolls with crab meat and cream cheese topped with tempura. Ikura salmon roe and spicy mayonnaise. I might like the spicy mayo. Mm. But anyway, I did this just for aesthetics. But if you like sushi, maybe you want to check it out. If you don't need it, Mamuel. And then finally for me in Mexico, there is a giant tostada de barbacoa. So that's braised barbacoa beef on a giant tostada. With chipotle black bean puree, salsa verde, queso cotilla, crema mexicana, and a pickled onion. Also gluten and wheat-free, so there you go. Yeah, and there is a lot of different peppermint drinks just floating around if you're interested in that. Uh, I will just specifically mention the peppermint funnel cake as well at the American Adventure Pavilion, which is just a mini funnel cake topped with peppermint ice cream, chocolate whipped cream, and crushed peppermint. Not for me, but if you like peppermint, it sounds pretty good. So listen, uh, Epcot... At the holidays is the place to be if you want well. food variety. If you want food variety. You like have to let me finish the yeah. sentence. Yeah, I do like food. All right, so that is the news this week. You are all caught up. Thank you for listening. As always, join us online on social media at 1923 Main Street. Have a magical day. Bye-bye.